Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros, we got it all. Today on the show, we talk about the women's gold medal game, a PHF player milestone, and a lead up to March Madness. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. Another day at the sports desk. So excited to be here. We've got a lot of things to get into today, but there's a couple things that I think we should start off with. What's that? Well, vibes are vibes are good in the studio today. We got a new sign behind you. A custom-made sign for the beauty studio. That's incredible. Yes, my lovely wife for Christmas did a lot of hard work that on is- sanding and, and staining, and it looks awesome. So it is nice so touch. nice. It's yep. so nice, so well done. Over our shoulder, we have the PHF. Yes, outdoor first, game. First outdoor game, and they were just going through the logistics. 44 degrees Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit. which is shorts weather for us. That's six degrees Celsius. You betcha. We'd be there in flip-flops. Yeah, because uh, I, I learned I'm not an Olympian because my <laughs> arms hurt from shoveling. Oh, oh my God. Anybody <laughs> oh, from... Boy. Our neck of the woods will sympathize with that for sure. But we've got the first ever PHF All-Star game going on on the TV oh, behind outdoor us. Game, which outdoor is... game, outdoor game, not All-Star game, outdoor game. Oh, did I say All-Star game? Yeah, Sorry yeah. about that. Outdoor game. Outdoor game. Just as cool, though. Mm-hmm. Just as cool. And I'll tell you who also showed up, the fans for this game. We just saw some pretty custom-made blankets of some people just having a time yeah, they made almost like a blanket-style poncho, and they had it, instead of putting buttes on their bellies, they had buttes written across their their blanket ponchos. Their blanket ponchos. Which, that's, well done. That's well a win. done. Yep. So this will be the first for the beauty studio because we will be able to give you live updates as it goes on <laughs> for the outdoor game. So Toronto Six and the Buffalo Buttes are playing in the out, uh, outdoor game, and that's pretty cool. I've I'm always a huge fan of outdoor games. Yeah, me too. And I think there's just something that's so nostalgic, right? We all grew up, anyone who grew up playing hockey in Canada or the Midwest specifically, you spent a ton of time ODR, on baby. an ODR. And whether that was a, a pond or a river or something your mom and dad made in your backyard, it just feels so hockey. Yeah. The sound. Yeah. There's almost nothing better than the sound of skate blades on outdoor ice. Yeah. No, it is. It is the best. And, and it looks wicked. It like looks, they've got a, it's a really cool setup that they have. So that's like two tier seating with, yeah, like that is, that is, that's got to be really cool for them. Absolutely. Really cool for them. Fans showing up. It's outdoor. It's not too cold. You know, like it's, yeah. it's all working for them. Very and they cool. do have one more thing that I wanted to, I didn't tell you. Okay. I want your Secrets. actual secret. <laughs> You don't keep secrets here, <laughs> but I wanted your genuine reaction because I was digging around and, uh, you know, we always say thank you to the beauties listeners for tuning in and stuff. And I just kind of w- w- was looking at some stuff and we've got some pretty awesome people listening to this show. And in 12 episodes, we have over 2000 downloads. I know. That's awesome. That is awesome. And you know what you should do while I ramble for a second here is you should go and find <clears throat> the reviews that people have left on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Because that one, I'm not going to lie, I don't even know why I ended up, well, I know why. I was on my way to a hockey game. And 
I was going back to make sure that uh, I had listened to everything. Episode nine, I had cut off somewhere. Obviously, I didn't like my voice that day. <laughs> but as I scrolled down, there are some wonderful reviews that people have left, which just made my heart smile. So, yeah, that is one of the best ways for those of you who are listening to help Addie and I continue to spread the news of this podcast is we've said it before, but shared in a room of opportunity. You know, anytime that you can give it a like, a download, if you can rate it, review it, all of those things not only help make our days when we come across them and read them, um, but help to grow the audience of listeners and, and the accessibility for people to find us. So, yeah. Did wow. You find, did you find I did. This Isn't is, it cool? It's almost going to make me a little emotional, I, I think. I don't <laughs> I know. know if I can. But that was just, uh, you know, we do a ton of research this week, uh, every week. And being able to see, first and foremost, from, from my perspective, looking back and being like, so that means that that many people have taken the time out of their day to listen to us. Like, that's really, I was just very grateful in that yeah, moment. Yeah, it is so a bit I, humbling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I just wanted to say, first and foremost, thank you to everybody that is listening to us, continuing to listen to us every week, and a very warm welcome to all new listeners, because yes. it is growing every single week, and it, And we're having amazing. the best time doing it, which is, yeah. I think, the part that's <laughs> the hardest to translate to people. Yeah. And right? every time someone asks me, I'm like, it's one of the best parts of my week. Oh, totally. Work can be hard. Life can be hard, but getting two hours with one of your best friends sitting in our basement talking about something we all, we both equally love, um, is amazing. And then to have people love listening to it and finding value in it and connecting with us on it. So I agree. Big thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And just the, the fact that we've always known that people are interested in women's sports and now to bring it all together under one roof, like it's so cool because that was definitely proven. Um, you know, Canada U.S. gold medal game is always mm -hmm. a huge thing that people watch. For, like, ev like every Olympics, it is the main ticket. Yep, it's the it's huge. But in the U.S. alone, yeah, there was three point five million viewers yes. for this game. Yeah, and didn't it say more than any NHL game this season? More than yeah, yeah. It was, and it was the by far the most watched Olympic event by far. Yeah. And so that, oh, that just makes me so happy. So happy yeah. because you know that that's doubled in Canada. Like, you know that there's at I tried least to five to six million people watching. In yeah, I did try to find, it was harder to find that in, mm -hmm. in Canada. I did look it up after I saw that NBC uh, stat. I tried to find that here and you're right. I mean, the amount of people that I talk to, I look like a pile of dog crap the next day because I, I usually go to bed <laughs> at 10 and I went to bed at 2 a.m. Got it out. Yeah, because had you had to. Had right? to. And it, I posted on social media the next day, like, I'm always proud to be Canadian. Don't get me wrong. But I felt, you just felt this increased pride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Waking so, up the next morning. Canada takes the gold in the Olympic women's hockey final. and. It was, you know, for for Canada's journey of the Olympics, mm -hmm. they, I don't think there was one slip up. And they talked about their slogan, like this was a lot about um, what the announcers were talking about um, throughout the tournament is, do it our way, was their slogan, yeah. our way. Yep. And I felt like they didn't deviate from that one time. It's our way. 
we're going to do it our way. And they did it. There was a couple of uneasy scores, which we talked about in previous episodes, but they did it with class. They yeah. did it the, the Canadian way. And they, they dominated the Olympics, in it my opinion. It felt very decisive. You're right. Because I think, you know, they had that goal. First, the first goal was uh, came back on a challenge of offside, which it was very offside. It was very offside. That and, was really good for U.S. coaching. Yeah, and that can go either way, right? That can be a real momentum killer if you let it be. And they, it's almost like, okay, let's go get another one. If that one doesn't count, we'll get one more right yeah. now. Yeah. And they, they essentially did that. And it just felt extremely decisive. And I agree. You know, I was talking to someone at, uh, at Ashley's hockey game last night, and I said the same thing, is that you could feel the ease in which they went about playing hockey. Mm-hmm. They were all smiling. And that do it our way, clearly from a, a management perspective in Gina Kingsbury and a coaching staff perspective in Troy Ryan, Everyone was on the same page. Yeah. We will do it the way that fits this team. And a lot of that was very light. Yeah. It didn't take anything to heart. And they just, it's almost like they knew they were going to win. Yeah. It was just, and then they even posted that video of them rocking that dancing after. And it was like, okay, like they are in the zone. They're having, and that's that's truly when you're playing the best hockey or sport or whatever you're doing. When you're having fun, it's effortless. You feel... You feel relaxed and trustworthy of the people around you. Mm-hmm. You are unstoppable at that point. I did laugh at that uh, warm-up thing. I don't know if you, I, I couldn't tell who it was in the, if you're watching the video, the top left corner of it. I think it was maybe MASH. And she looked like she had about as stone feet as I do. Because <laughs> I was like, you yeah. can actually dance. You'd be front row, like living it up. <laughs> and I'd be tucked in the back. Like the only thing I know how to do is line dance and two-step. And this is a combination of all the, I don't know what this is. I, I had a good chuckle at that, but you're right. They just looked like they were, yeah, they were as team as I've seen a team in a long time. I, I could not agree more. So, like, could you say that, though, about Team USA? Like, when no. you're looking across, that was, you know, they, they are a star-studded cast of individual athletes, 100%. and as a team, they are incredible. Watching... um Oh my gosh, why is her name the one Decker? Uh, Decker sitting on the side, like just yeah. like nose to the glass, doing like, you know. When MPP scored and her back was literally through the right glass of against. Brianna Decker. Yeah, that's that's heartbreaking. But you from Team USA to have who they had. Yeah. Kendall Coyne, Hillary Knight, um yeah, the list Amanda went on. Kessel. It yeah. was on and on and mm. on. And my favorite, Barnes. <laughs> Kayla Barnes. Yeah. My favorite. There just didn't seem to be that same cohesiveness from them. There wasn't that same kind of, you know, jam. Like, there was, I was waiting for somebody to throw mitts down, to be honest, because I'm like, there's yeah. got to be, like, that player, like, well, we, we were just talking about how Murphy wasn't put on the ice nearly enough. She should have been on the ice way more. But as soon as she did get on the ice, got right underneath the skin of, Team Canada in front of the mm-hmm. net. Start poking around. Yeah. Start, you know, because that's how you change the tilt of the ice in a game. Yeah, and it was, we talked about, or I just said, how it seemed like Canada from management to coaching staff right through to every single player, whether they were uh, on the ice or in their taxi squad, bought into the same mentality. I I question whether that is the same in that, that U.S. dressing room. To 
to go through, you know, quarterfinals and semifinals and some girls on your bench not seeing the ice at all and then being entered into the game in the gold medal game. They, they ran a short bench. They ran six forwards. They held back some of their most talented up-and-coming defense. Mm. It just seemed, I don't know, it's it not to take away because I don't think that even, you know, Canada was put together in a way that I'm they would have been hard-pressed to lose. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the U.S., given the talent that they had on that roster, had more to show than what they did. Yeah, I I agree. And when you have a, like you were saying before, when you have that callback, yep. right? When you have that callback, when it's like, okay, our coach is now stepping up, yep. making that challenge, making sure, you okay, I'm in this. Mm-hmm. And then to go and sit mm-hmm. players, like, there's, there's one thing to sit players in regular season, different situations, whatever the case may be, but it was evident, in my opinion, and this is my opinion. Yeah, of course. That probably yeah. in a month's time, something is going to come out about something that happened in that dressing room that, yeah, it that seemed, changed. Yeah, it just seemed. That changed the course of their game. Because in my opinion, if you are dedicating your life for four years to be a part of the biggest, you know, Olympic roster. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're trying to become a defending gold medal champion. Yep. And you dedicate four years of your life and you get to the gold medal game or the Olympics in general and you get sat. Yeah. That don't make any sense in my brain. Well, and you look at the difference between, so, I mean, there's always, every year there's a few new faces, right? Yeah. As, as women, you know, call it graduate out instead of retire they yeah. they end up kind of aging out of that program and there's new up-and-coming talent that that enters in but if you look at team canada and i think this is the difference for me in in troy ryan in canada versus joel johnson in the usa was you look at someone there was a lot of role players someone like sarah nurse who in our last experiences watching her in the olympics was a third liner mm-hmm. And someone recognized within her that she obviously has more talent. They were also coached very differently. They were far less linear. You and I coach a spring team and we talk about be creative. Like forget the X's and O's for a while and just feel the game, play the game. And I think that's one thing that Troy Ryan allowed this team to do. But it also promoted people like a Sariners who had an exceptional tournament to end up on a line with Marie-Philippe Plan, who, and they they were untouchable. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so I I think you're right. We'll probably see some news, but. I would would assume and predict that there's going to be some news that comes out. There was a, there was a really cool exchange of Marie-Philippe Plan and Hillary Knight in the hallway. I know. Like, I, I enjoy stuff like that because you see the respect, you see the respect of the two of them behind being like, hey, like, I get it. They I were get on, it, man. It's, you know, like, it's the inverse of four years ago. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that was cool to see, you know, that was still there, which obviously it would be, but to actually witness it firsthand is really, I agree. really cool. But yeah, a little bit disappointed in USA's, I don't want to say performance because they're outstanding athletes, mm-hmm. but you could tell their energy, their drive. There was something missing there. And the thing that was crazy is that you saw it in the last 30 seconds of the game. I know. You saw I know. it. Yeah. I, if they would have had that last 30 seconds, 
throughout the entire game, we're talking a completely different hockey yep. team. As soon as completely that, different hockey As soon as that uh, second goal for them went in, yeah, it's almost, and it was like, sorry, ladies, but you only have 12 seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my God, that was the most heartbreaking part. They put the goal in, their hands are in the air. They all look up to the score clock. And then shoulder slumps. And then they yep. look down at the ice. Yep. I, I know. That was insane to me. But you knew that that team was good enough to, to compete at a higher level. Yeah, it was 3-2. It was a tighter game um, than, in my opinion, than what it showed. Everybody, oh, I, that, everybody that watched that game knew that Canada dominated that game. Yes, I Dominated agree. that game. But so I'm... I'm sure some things will come out in regards to, um, you know, Hockey USA, and then we'll we'll see if there was anything or if it was just kind of one of those games. Who I know. Knows? I saw on social media this morning when I got up that they're, uh, the Canadian women are headed. Well, the Olympics are now done, the yeah, closing right. ceremonies. Also, i got to remind me of Lululemon for a sec. Oh, um, yeah. And they're on their way home, and I love – I can't wait to see – all of them get to come back to their communities with their gold medals and that arrival in the airport when everyone's there. I, I think you're, you and I have talked about it, that uh, we don't believe the USA put up uh, the fight we thought they would. doesn't take anything away from what the Canadians achieved. So oh, yeah. big congratulations to them. This country is very proud of you. I'm proud. Yeah. Of, I was proud to watch it, and uh, I just think that the future for us is, is super bright. So Oh, couldn't. Could not agree more. Their tournament was flawless. Literally. Flawless. And yeah, a little hiccup in the first few minutes of that first USA game in the round robin, and that was about it. And that was about that. Yep. So, um, and then even to just top it off, like, they, and, and I think that this was, like, PR brilliance, mm-hmm. is that they na- announced the rescheduling of the Women's World Championship at the end. Yeah, and during was. that game, I'm like... Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's like, everybody first and foremost was waiting for it. Yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. okay, yeah, June. time's a ticking. Yeah. When are we actually going to reschedule this? And lo and behold, during, of course, like, at the peak brilliant. of peak of interest that, I mean, that is so good. I love that we're, you know, COVID has been hard on everybody. It doesn't matter where you are or what you believe. It's been tough. And to allow those young women a chance to compete is the right decision so I was very happy to see that and you're right I think from a marketing perspective when you have well 3.54 million people watching it on NBC and a bucket load more watching it here that is the the right time to start talking about uh, a reschedule of that yeah I do want to came my Lululemon thing oh yeah sorry we talked, we talked about Lulu how they crushed the crushed Olympics it. crushed it <laughs> crushed but the Olympics this year the closing ceremonies the fact that there was a secret pocket that held a flag so that every athlete there or participant who had the swag there could pull this flag from this pocket and hold it and still have their selfie or their video and camera ability. And I was just like, okay, Lulu, I, you were at 100 for me? Yep, exactly. You knocked it out of the park. Out of the park. Wow. Whoever... Whoever, and obviously it was a team that designed this, but that yeah. team will never have to, like, fight for a job again in their lives. They'll be like, I did this. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me, this is my resume. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. We I had ju- made a it was secret. Brilliant. It was so brilliant. And it was people that sat down and said, what do people want most 
out of their experience. Yeah. The Lululemon, the thing I'll give them uh, credit for, other than being incredible for our athletes this year, they, they made their experience easier. Like you're saying the flag, give me a break. It's huge. They had kits that could handle really cold weather. Like they had, they had everything, everything for these athletes. They made their experience and then made and parts fold. of it accessible for the fans, which is also really cool to me. Absolutely. So, anyways. They crushed was, it. Yeah, I just had to throw that in because I was like, that is, whoever thought of that, like, you're a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Kudos to you. Reach out to us, please. I want to know, <laughs> I need to know the human who came up with that the idea because it is. The flag. The secret flag is huge. Wild. Um, But yeah, the Women's World U18 championship has been rescheduled for june in the u.s of a yes yeah super exciting so that's gonna be great and just such a such a great time to announce it and then to show okay we we heard you mm-hmm. we're rescheduling it right away yep um because even um well there's so much hockey going on right now because literally over our shoulder still zeros bagels yeah are Buffalo wearing new jerseys? Are those? Oh, I think, isn't that the same? Maybe. For some reason, I feel like their logo is a little bit more white out than normal. Anyway, um, I'll have to look that up. Um, <laughs> but the PWHPA also heading right into a showcase in Ottawa. Yeah. So that um, that's going to be. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Where... Very cool. It is the right time to add more hockey because hockey, if we look at all of the sports, if we look at, not all of them, but the, the major ones that we talk about on a regular basis, whether that be basketball, soccer, hockey, like hockey is the one right now that is to me the furthest behind in terms of um, a, a really solid build. I mean, we still have two leagues essentially. Yeah. And so... Backing onto the Olympics where we had all of these eyes is a great move. More hockey, more hockey, more hockey. I'm into it. Yeah. P- PWHPA. I, yeah, I'm excited to have them back. Yeah. It nope. feels like it's been a long time. PWHPA because... The Toronto Showcase was when? A long time Ooh, ago. A long time ago, yeah. So now this one essentially falls right over into the Washington yeah. one as well, too. Awesome. So back to back, which is which is awesome. So that's going to be great to see um, when the rosters get announced and the regions mm-hmm. and everything like that. Definitely going to be awesome to see who's going to be showing up there. Um, and the PHF, like huge announcements coming from the PHF this week with, yeah. well, the commish and then, but also Madison Packer. I know. Which, what a beauty. <laughs> literally. What, what a, a beauty. beauty. Madison Packer just like, Franchise player. And and Franchise just putting player. in the work to build it, which oh, I admire yeah. so Ugly. much. Yeah, for her, like that, it, A, it's unheard of in any league, never mind this. But to be here from the beginning, to cross the 100-point or 100-game threshold with the same club, yeah, she is like, she's one of those building blocks. Yeah, absolutely. She is a beauty. Yeah. And she's got better hair than both of us. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I mean, that's very true. She does. She can rock it. She can rock that. And so spending her starting off in 2015 on Saturday night, that marked her a hundredth regular season game. So obviously not including playoffs or anything like that. Um, But there, she comes behind five other players to do it. So I'm like, 
oh my gosh, there has been so much hockey being played that you're you're the fifth, like Madison Packer, obviously, because she's the only one to do it with the same, same organization, yeah. I think is really unique, really cool. But Jillian Dempsey, um, Kaylee Ratkin, uh, Shannon Turner, uh, Alina Orlando. Shannon Turner is now Shannon something else. She is married. Shannon. Um, well, she played a hundred games like, and it's, that's, that's cool because I'm always such a huge fan of like the history of it Mm -hmm. because that's where people really get connected to the game. Like it's, it's the history of being able to look back and go, okay, now you did it just like so-and-so now you're in this category. Now you're here. And so I think that for them to be able to now say, you know, we've got this many players that have reached this milestone. Madison Packer is the first one to do it, all wearing the same jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, captain of the team, yep. you know, and just like you're saying, like an absolute building block of this organization. She's seen it, or this league, she's seen it all. Literally. Yeah. She's seen the the commissioner changes, the logo change, the name change. Like she's been through all the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, and it's still. Commissioner changes. You gonna throw your name in that? Pardon me. You gonna throw your name in that? Oh, baby! Probably polish up your resume and I'll CV and toss her, toss her in. See what's PHF going on. We don't have an insider track, at least. Yeah, we'll have see to. what's going on there. <laughs> and obviously, Cowie's chirping me, but it's uh... <laughs> people are used to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the commissioner Tyler Tumanina. I can't say it. I can't say it. I, I practice. I can't say it. Um, is going to finish out the rest of the season, but they are actively searching for a new commissioner for next year. Yeah, so uh, you never know. Just throw never know. That's in. right. That's right. Toss it in. PHF Board of Governors. Let's see what's going on. There you go. Let's go. I'd be in and You know what? Let's do it. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of cool stuff that can happen with this league. But yeah, she she you came in why. as You wonder where she's going. That's where I'm... She was brought in on an interim basis, mm-hmm. but you think when you, and we've talked about this a ton, with what the PHF has done this year, they've been, they've been breaking all boundaries because that was their That's motto. their slogan. Yeah, exactly. That's their slogan. They've been going with really out there jerseys. They've been doing things in unique ways. They've been yep. doing, and you'd think that that would all kind of filter down from the commish. Like you think that that would, that mm-hmm. Tyler would have been a part of that, but then she, she's now leaving. So it's just, it's going to be interesting to see if somebody's going to come in and hold that same value. Like, oh, I, you know? Yeah, exactly. It could look very, very different. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And uh, so I was a bit surprised to. Yeah, well, see where she, I'm always curious when I hear people leaving in, you know, major roles like that. It's, to me, it's less of why are you going and more of where are you going. Yeah. Oh, like what is more enticing than this? Yeah, very Something. true. So we'll see so. where she ends up, but we'll also see who fills those shoes. Yeah. Because I, like you say, I think there's an, an incredible opportunity for them to continue to grow and evolve the PHF. Yeah. And so I hope that, uh, I hope they fill those boots with someone who's uh, going to continue to do that. I'm sure they will. Yeah, and so interesting fact about her is that she went from serving as the chair of the Toronto Six 
to the PHF front office and introduced the new governance model from tra- uh, to transitioning towards private ownership for all teams. Okay. So she was the one, one that, of those big pushes. Of- yeah, that went. So who knows if that's part of it too, right? Like if maybe they didn't want to go in that direction and she did want to go into the private ownership direction, right? Yeah. Like there's so many questions here. You yeah. know, like there's yeah. so many. And so we're going to stay on top of this because it is very interesting to me. You know, you get somebody in such a in such a dominant year. PHF yeah. did everything that they were supposed to and they did everything a little bit to their own swag. Yeah, they sure did do that. And then and then they go and yeah. Now there's no now they need a new commissioner. So, we're going to stay on top of that. We'll see what's going to happen uh with that moving forward. Super interested to see how that kind of all plays out for sure. Um but even from thinking about that commissioner to um and and making such huge moves in the PHF the WNBA commissioner, um, I think, is just crushing it with yeah. the WNBA. And what makes me think of that is just this, um, the all-star game for the NBA happened where um, the commissioner of the WNBA was there to present, along with Vanessa Bryant um, and their daughter, uh, the first ever recipient for the Kobe and Gigi WA, WNBA Advocacy Award that was awarded to Chris Paul from the um, Phoenix Sun. And she was there. There was women from the WNBA there. Yeah. It felt very connected, very feels, integrated. Yeah, we've we've used the words before. It feels brother-sister. Yeah. It yeah. very much feels... Yeah, and it, I'm not even talking it feels big brother, little sister. Like, I'm oh, talking yeah. it just feels straight up mutual respect. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it because we've we've talked about this a lot because when when you're looking at leagues, it can't, it can't always just be, oh, well, just copy what the guys do because no. women have their own identity. They have their own culture. It's, yeah, they're the same sport, but they're played very different. There's a lot of difference, but the one big similarity is that it's the same sport. Yeah. So I think the WNBA has just done such a phenomenal job of attaching themselves to organizations, but still allowing themselves to be individual, individual, have their own identity, yeah. have their own name. So yeah. there's similarities between the jerseys, but they're different names. Yeah. They're different um, ownerships in some cases, in mm-hmm. some cases it is, it is the same, but they have their own identity. They have 100%. their own. So it, there's no question whether or not it's, you know, the NBA or the WNBA or whatever, you know who they're associated with, Yeah, but it is in no means like one or the other. It's both. It's together. Yeah. And I, I couldn't agree more in the sense of of using your platform too. And that's something we've talked about, right? When you have a stage, use the stage. And that's also one of the things that the WNBA does really, really well. And I shouldn't even just individualize them. The WNBA and the NBA use their stage Mm -hmm. when it's presented. We talked earlier about NBA teams and players staying to support WNBA teams in playoffs and vice versa. They understand the stage and they always take the opportunity to use it. Yeah. So... Like with Chris Paul being the first ever recipient 
for the Kobe and Gigi award, I like you get this sense of the guys now have that they've always known that there needs to be something for the women. But now, like, it's almost like for Gigi. Like, we're going to do, mm. we're going to get after this for a different level of a investment. Different level of investment because yeah. it's, that's what Kobe was doing. He was, yeah. this, I got, I have my girls. They yeah. deserve a place to play. Yeah. So now you just see that connection piece. And I was telling you, um, even before with watching Chris Paul, like, I just admire him so much because when um, the Phoenix Mercury were in the finals against Chicago Sky, they would change their flights to be there yeah. courtside. Yeah. And then you got Tarasi, Griner, Diggett yeah. Smith. You got all of them over there, like thanking them, saying yeah. good luck. Like, you know, it's a, it's a real sense of community and camaraderie that they've created there. And I think it's so, so special. Chance the Rapper was like, <laughs> did not miss a Sky yeah. game. And, you know, when you feel that, there's, you're all in. Like, cause it's such a cool, cool feeling. But the fact that now the guys in the NBA are like, no, we can wait two hours. We got to watch. We got to see what, how the women are doing and be there to support and show yeah. our faces. And, you know, they would do interviews, they would do everything. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to think of that being spread out among all sports is a pretty cool thought. We said it last, was it last episode or two? It's, it's like, that's what it takes. When the Boston Bruins put on the Boston Pride jerseys and wear them into the rink, it is the simple things. It's not, we're not asking for you to invest the million dollars that millions of dollars that you make from being a professional athlete in your sport. What we're asking you to do is we say it in ours. Talk about it in a room of opportunity. Yeah. When there's an opportunity to buy the merch or show up to the game or like it's those little things yeah. that are the most impactful. When you are at a game and you have a platform, share it on social media because that next little boy or, or girl who's following you who wants to become uh, the next LeBron James sees that he's supporting the women. Yeah, exactly. We say it. You can't be what you can't see. But again, on an equal term of that is like everything is a learned behavior. Yep. Oh, yeah. But an asshole doesn't become an asshole just out of choice. It's because they watch <laughs> someone else be an asshole. Yeah, Honest no. to God. No, I right? know. That I sounds know. bad to say, but no, it's true. I know. I, I, it's, a, it's the perfect example of that because you're right. It's learned. It is learned behavior. And like we always talk about per episode, I could go down a rabbit hole. We could yeah. go. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is. This is bringing on the right people and having a beers with beauties episode. Get some good neighbor beer up in here. Mm -hmm. Let's have some beers and let's chat about it because I agree with you. At the end of the day, this is, uh, that's the core of the, of the change in sports. But the, I was so jacked when I was watching the all-star game and I saw Vanessa Bryant come out, the commission come out and give this award that single-handedly connected the NBA and the WNBA like no other. It was unreal. Exactly. It was unreal. But here's another way that even just a small little simplistic thing when, like, we're heading into March Madness. Yeah. Right? Yep. Everybody and and their cousin makes a bracket. Yeah. Make one for men. Make one for women. I know. I know. Make two brackets. Yes. Make two brackets. That's it. Because... 
I'm telling you, it is going <laughs> to be nuts. March Madness is going to be nuts this should year. We, should we post our brackets somehow? Uh, or how do we track? Uh, how do we track? Let's do an Insta Live of us creating our brackets. <laughs> we could. That's I. That's where I think we go, and we get people, and then we uh, we fire it up because. 99% of people are going to pick South Carolina to win. Yeah. Like 25 and one overall record, like pretty damn good. <laughs> You've got some incredible athletes on your roster. Like, but you, you can't leave out Stanford and Louisville, you know, that have records of 23 and three. It's not like they're. Yeah. Sleeping on it. Yeah. But- it's the same though. Like every year when you fill out your bracket, cause you know, there's, it's, there is always upset upsets. Mm-hmm. That is just the nature of March Madness. Yep. There, it's also the reason when we look at men's professional sports that like the Montreal Canadians made it to the Stanley Cup final last year. Like right. playoffs is an entirely new world. There is always upsets. Right. I will tell you this. The odds of me picking the right upset is almost zero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I should take my mom's strategy. I remember going in a hockey pool one time with my mom and she, and she won. And I was like, wow. How did she's like, I picked the names I liked. Oh yeah. Of course. That's I'm how like, they always win. Cool. I had logic, logic and yeah. like, well, so-and-so's hurt. And yeah, you know, the like, last time they met each other, it was a barn burner. So this one could, and then it's, I'm completely wrong. So yeah. I might take Sandy's strategy of just picking the logo. I like Yeah. <laughs> You're, you look sick. Let's, let's go <laughs> yeah. with that one because like number 10th on the list is Connecticut. Yeah. And how do you ever write off Connecticut? I know. Right. How can you That's ever write them point. off? So if there's going to be that has an upset, it's going to be Connecticut. They're on a four game win streak right now. But even um, North Carolina is on mm-hmm. a six game win streak. It's like nobody is out in my opinion. Like obviously Everyone's going to be like, South Carolina's a shoe in this year. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. They haven't lost a game in like 13 games. And uh, that's pretty good. But Yeah, that is pretty good. But you're right. It's like the bracket is almost like, are you, like, who's your upset? Who's your upset game? Yeah, you and have to you, find them. If you pick the right upset game, oh, you, will get, you will get far. So that's like, I think if you're going to make brackets, make it for both. Make a yeah. women's bracket and make a men's bracket. Yeah. And like, cause it is, oh, I cannot wait because there was a huge upset between Tennessee and who's ranked 12th. Like for me, seeing Connecticut at 10 mm-hmm. shows not only how competitive this oh, is. Yeah. Yep. Like this is all out. This yeah. is insane. Um, but how things can flip on a dime. You know, it, like if you're not going into March Madness with all guns blazing. Yeah, yes, you're right. You know. Yeah, you and it's almost like that's there's like fear in in being on those win streaks too as you go in because you you feel like you know history would say that you got to drop one sometime. It's almost like you're better to be on that skid and then have the short win streak yeah, yeah, into yeah. it than you are to be on that like 13 gamer or 10 gamer or seven gamer. And then it's right. like, Oh man, everyone, because that's the other part too, right? Is when you're on top, whoever you play has nothing to lose. So they come in with an absolute, like, let's go for like, We're the underdog. Yep. We know we're the underdog. Yep. So we we'll might tilt. as well go ham. And I think it's going to be one of the most, well, first, 
It's going to be one of the most, like, I think so many eyes are going to be on March Madness this year, specifically because of what happened last year. For sure. Yes. So everybody's going to have eyes focused on yep. that gymnasium. Yeah. And everybody every is, little bit of it, every right? Every little From swag detail. to food to weight rooms to all Oh, yeah. People are going to be all right. over that, as they should. Agreed. As they should. Yes. So I'm all into that too. I will be one of them. Yeah. I'll be like, post the weight room. Let's go. Right. And so I think that that's going to be a huge focus this year, as well as just the level of competition that these women have been putting out this year. And I just, I think it's going to be equal to the men more than ever before for March Madness. Uh, yep, I would agree with you there too. I was actually, it's one thing. So NCAA Women's Hoops has an Instagram account and it's been really fun to follow this year because they post the upsets, right? They oh post, yeah, I love it. And yeah, then, they post upset alert, upset like if you see here on their on their Instagram, upset. Boom. Right? And every upset. I love, I love that, you're right. You know, so I've been loving watching that too. Yeah. As they and so you know, shout out to March Madness and this. Uh, so anyone who wants to follow on Instagram, it's uh, March Madness WBB Women's Basketball. They do a great job of covering it, but it is uh, that list could shift before we get to March. Yeah, very true, <laughs> very very true. Yeah, and you know, you think of like Sedona Prince being uh, such a vocal piece of the change. I don't think Oregon's in the list. Right I now. don't think Oregon's in the list. They were Let's for a bit. Out. They were for a bit. They got into the list for a bit, but I don't think they're in the list now. No. So FYI to all the rest of you women's basketball players, make she sure did. you cover it for us because yeah. if she's not yeah. there, <laughs> yeah, Sedona, we need someone else to step up on absolutely. the TikTok and Instagram and whatever else. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, let's uh, let's do a live. Of let's our have bracket? a couple. Okay, yeah, cool. Let's do it. I'm, into I'm it. all into that. Um, AU hoops mm. ending up draft coming up here. Yeah, I am digging AU hoops. We've briefly talked about AU athletes unlimited. Um, and they have, they're doing a really interesting thing there where it is, there are no coaches. It is about the athletes. So the way that it works just in brief is uh, it's on an individual point system. So there are points available for your team wins. So every quarter that you win, is there's 50 points every game that you win is 100 points. But then it's really on your individual performance in that if you miss a shot, it's a negative points. And if you make it, it's very much like fantasy. Yeah. Anyone who plays uh, yeah, fantasy sports. And so it's a really shortened season. They have, so there's four teams, yellow, or they call it gold, gold, orange, blue, and purple. And every week, Whoever the individuals are who are ranked one, two, three, and four, then go into a draft where they draft their teams. And then they have these, you know, they're always doubleheader games Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, where they play each other. And that's how it gives them. So just FYI for anyone, if you haven't tuned into Athletes Unlimited, you can, uh, you should do that really because their AU hoop season is ending next weekend. Yeah. Very you're right. Very cool in the sense of it's it's like fantasy and it's constantly shaking up, which I thought might be 
fun as an athlete because the athletes draft their teams. 100%. Which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. But then you get that kind of, like, you see where your chemistry lies with different players. Well, and it's been super super fun to watch because you, well, A, there's a lot of strategy, right? So there's a lot of strategy that goes into when do you draft your centers or when do you draft your guards? It's, it feels very fantasy related when you watch it because when one center goes, then it's like the of centers that go. Um, but I agree with you in that you find there are players who click, but then when you're drafting, if I'm drafting against you and I know that buddy a is your, who you want and I'm ahead of you in the draft, I take buddy a. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I it's love it. so fun. Yeah. It's so fun to watch. If you can, anyone who uh, loves basketball, you can tune into a lot of their stuff. So either you can find it on YouTube or they do lots of Facebook stuff too. Um, and you can actually watch on their website. They do a really good job of, of making it accessible, showing you how to watch it if you're in Canada, the U.S. or internationally. And it is, I think there's so much merit. We've talked about it. I'm so looking forward to the fastball side of it or softball side of it starting up here shortly. They do have volleyball and lacrosse as well. Yeah. And I think and softball. That this, yeah, I think this is going to take off. I agree. Like, I wouldn't be shocked that if we, you know, if we see more than the four teams or however many girls, that is 40-some-odd girls or women um, that are drafted every week in hoops yeah. because – Oh man, it's so fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see and the amount of WNBA players that have just dove right into it and said yeah. like this is fun. Yeah. Like Natasha Cloud is right in there like yeah, a dirty shirt, man. She's she number loves 2. She, it. Yeah, she jumped the spot this week. So she was drafting the blue team last week, which means she was third ranked overall in in individual points and then this week she jumped into the two spots. So she's going to be drafting the orange team uh yeah. today or I guess it would've been yesterday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to Take a look Anyways, and make sure, is, yeah, one more week, yeah. one more week, and then we move on. So that's, yeah, I love it. I agree with you. I'm Anybody that likes that fantasy betting, that kind of thing, would love, yeah, would love it. It's awesome. It is awesome. And I, I really like even, too, the, there's a lot of merit put in, so they have an MVP one, two, and three each week that are voted by their your peers. Mm-hmm. So that's also a good chunk of points that you can win yeah. if everyone thinks you had a standout week. Um, like, yeah. yeah. It's wild. It's you so crushed fun. it this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, I love that. Exactly. So, very, very cool. And then also what's going on is the She Believes Cup and yeah. the Arnold Clark Cup. Right. So She Believes Cup is happening right now. And, you know, it's USA, New Zealand, Iceland, and Czech. And for me, this was one of the, you know, USA beats New Zealand 5 nothing. USA, Czech. Bagel, bagel. Yeah, I saw that. Whoa. I didn't watch the game, I'll be honest, but I did see the result. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So New Zealand and Czech play next on February 23rd, but it's that was a shocker to me. I was expecting a blowout. Whoa. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about last time about some pretty high-level athletes mm-hmm. being left off the roster, and then you get into a competition against Czech and you go zero zero like that to me was crazy Iceland beats New Zealand one nothing um but I and then Iceland beats um Czech two one 
Like it doesn't. Oh, so it's all there's oh, no there's no my. logic for there's me. There's no yeah. logic. Yeah. I'm all over the map with it. Yeah. So that was very interesting to me. But then when I was thinking about the rosters, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is maybe making them think about you know different players or different things like that. So, um, so it's been. No consistency, in my opinion. Like, normally it's, like, Canada, yeah. USA, whatever. Yeah. But then USA goes out and rocks 5 nothing, But then they tie check 0-0. Yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been a, it's been a weird one for me. I sometimes feel like that's soccer. Like, that's true. Because, well, I mean, I should. They're professionals. So, because they're, you know, there's been some of the best soccer games I've ever watched that end in 0-0 scores. Right? Or one nothing scores. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah, that Arnold Clark Cup. I loved well, we talked about it last episode, how you really wanted the She Believes Cup to get bigger. Yeah. Then <laughs> why didn't we have Canada and Brazil and you know these other teams? And then all of a sudden we have this Arnold Clark Cup, which is being held in England with you know, England, Germany, Canada, and Brazil. And it kind of filled that gap, which just felt like someone was listening. Obviously, those plans were in advance way before we recorded a podcast. But right, Spain. Oh, shoot, Spain, not Spain. Brazil. I I thought the same thing, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like here's my here's here's the thing. So they have it like world, the Arnold Cup world. Yeah. So where. I don't understand why they have to have that category because obviously, like it's na- it's national teams, yeah, right. So it's obviously from around the world. So I found that kind of interesting. They're like <laughs> Arnold Cup World category, yeah. But why? I don't know. I guess I just need to learn more about like the why why they need to be split up in two. Why they need to be split up into two different. Well, and I don't think they things. have any association to one another, right? No. Like it does say right on the Arnold Clark Cup, we'll see four of you're right, four of the world's top ten teams clashes for every like then invite all ten. Then let's go, let's have let's have ten. But you I guess know? that is the World Cup. I don't know. We maybe I we know. gotta think about That's that. That's what bit I more. mean. That's what I mean. I'm like, are they cause and my favorite part is that they call these friendlies? Like obviously it's That's, war, it's competition, yeah. <laughs> it's super intense. Term, They're trying eh? to soccer term. Just, we're gonna go play a couple friendlies. Could you imagine if it's like Canada USA? It's like rivalry. We're gonna go play a couple friendlies. But that is a that is a really interesting thing because you're right. All of those lead ups, the friendlies, the exhibition games in hockey, were called the rivalry series. Yeah, like we when we, when our equipment's on and that puck drops, we want to just absolutely slaughter you. Yeah. Absolutely. And soccer, it's such a, uh, yeah. the verbiage is so much kinder. It's, yeah, it is. The friendly Couple match friendlies. doesn't, it's not, there's no necessarily weight to it, right? Yeah. And I wonder if they do that because they're trying to hold off on the buildup to the World Cup. I don't know. But I, I was, I, I just thought it was interesting. And Arnold Clark, so obviously I looked up who this guy is, and he's the Scottish billionaire businessman who became incredibly successful selling cars. So he must just have, at some point in his life, donated a ton of money to supporting women's sports because they yeah. named the whole tournament after the guy. So, um, Could be. Yeah, so that was first year during the She Believes Cup um, along with the Arnold Clark Cup. Um, I think it's cool. I like it. More soccer, the better, honestly. 
Seeing all these different countries playing against it was, one another. It was like, nice too that it was on TV. Mm-hmm. Arnold Clark Cup. Yeah. We went to the we went to the Jets game. We went to Tavern before and had a bite to eat and watch that. I love it. Yeah, which I me too. I love that. It was super good that it was and I love that they had it on the TV because there was a lot of other choices they could have made knowing that it was an NHL game. Yep. That everyone in there was going to. And they chose women's soccer, which was awesome. Yeah. Very cool. But here, here's kind of the thing that we can chat about because I think this is very interesting. So the She Believes Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley Ro- uh, Rosens, that is the CEO and founder of Just Women's Sports, yep. tweeted, we need to find a different name. Yes. So I found that super interesting because I totally see what she's saying. Well, it's not inclusive. It's not inclusive. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um, I I agree. And I think uh, I appreciate when people, again, with, with a stage like she has, stand up and say something. And I'm sure people have before. But if you and I tweet about it, it means a lot less than if someone of her stature does. Uh, well, when she tweeted, I was like, I'm putting a lot of thought into this yeah. because I think I agree with you. Especially in a world of, you know, where we've got uh, Quinn on our, yeah. our national team and we're in a culture of women's sports that is inherently for the most part in any of my experiences, extremely inclusive. doesn't matter how you identify who you love. No, no, no one cares. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's time maybe, and maybe it's not even just the change from she to they it's something entirely different. Well, and that's what, and that's where I kind of, cause I totally understand your perspective and I, and I get that piece, but I almost took it as in like, she doesn't need to believe anymore. Like, we've got it. Oh, interesting. So we had completely different visions right? of that. But, it, like, it's, uh, like, almost making it something like... She can be. Yeah. <laughs> but not she. She is. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, something that, the, like, I don't know, just, like, the championships cup. Or yeah. something more along the lines of a traditional, like, Champions League soccer yeah. tournament name. Not she believes cup, but because I do like the premise of it. I do like I the agree. premise of yeah. she believes cup is all about the mentorship and understanding of yes. girls that are younger, educating parents so that they yeah. know what is actually available for their kids. I love that part. Yeah. Couldn't I think that more. that needs to be everywhere. Yes. But the, it, it was very interesting to me and it's something that I never thought of. And she made me think of it when she tweeted that out because I'm like, right. Stop telling the girls that they can believe it. They yeah. can. Yeah. Let's start talking to them as if they're there. Change your terminology. T- change the way that you're speaking okay. to these young girls. <clears throat> yep. She believes, yeah, of course. We've got Premier League. We've got NWSL. Mm-hmm. We've got all this stuff in place already. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I was like, very okay. interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh, everyone, the Buffalo Buttes are leading one to nothing. The buttes are on the board, baby. Cool. I love that. That's awesome. So, yeah. No, cool way to kind of end the show because I thought that that was very interesting. Yeah. A huge name in women's sports. Yeah. Um, very much so. You know, somebody that I look up to tremendously because mm-hmm. of what she's done there. And I thought, like, wow, what a what a tweet. What a tweet. And I love, yeah, I love making people think. And I I also love that you and I had completely different interpretations of that. Probably neither of which have any less or more merit, but probably all needs to be taken into account when they start thinking about it. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. So I think we're, 
we're gonna, gonna we're gonna rally up maybe and watch a little yeah, bit of exactly. PHF. But we're gonna leave everyone listening here and and watch some hockey. Yeah. So Cowie, final words. Same as always, buddy. Thanks for being here. Thank you for everyone. We said it off the top. Thanks for everyone who's returned back. If this is your first episode, again, welcome to Beauty Sports. You can find us on social media on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Beauty Sports Talk on Twitter at underscore beauty sports and we have a voicemail speakpipe.com slash beauty sports again all of the love we appreciate so much and I appreciate you bud thank you so much buddy and we will see you all next week